1: BlogTalkRadio.
0: You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfund.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at Facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, as well as Day Meats at Stay Classy at com, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WidemenCantJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter at WideJump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. Alright, yeah, you know, it's me, it's Nate, nobody cares. Nobody cares today, because it's not my day. Today belongs to one guy. Yeah! Oh God, yeah. Because they say it's his birthday, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tim's birthday, and I forgot how long the intro on this damn song was, so I'm just going to pull it away. Ladies and gentlemen... The birthday boy himself from the great white north Tim Dombrova.
2: i uh i I want my potatoes mashed and i no peas <laughs> i don't like the peas Get the peas away from me
0: <laughs> well, you may not like the peas but I got some surprises for you, Tim. Right now, one of those That's surprises. Right. Welcome to the show. Hey, baby. Hey, oh,
2: Karen. Oh, 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 beautiful! Oh, I couldn't get any better than that. Sorry to anybody oh else who's coming on, but this is as good as it gets. Oh for my me. god,
3: Daddy, Happy birthday!
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. thanks, honey.
1: I'm so
3: horny right now.
2: Well, uh, well, it's going to take a lot because like they say, you know, the the tank, went, you know, 51 to 52 and whoosh. Let me tell you. So you're you're going to have to do all the work. You're going to have to do all the work, dear. Sorry. Yeah, no, I will and um
3: what I want to say is it's your birthday and I love a party.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves I a love party. a party.
3: I love a party, and I want, like, to give you a birthday present. I want to give you the pussy.
2: All right. All right, now we're talking. There ain't no party like a Karen from Philly party. That's right. Yeah, you know,
3: like, I want to give you this pussy so bad. I want to feel your cock in me
0: so bad.
2: (laughs) Oh, 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 the FCC is just, like, the fingers hovering over the (laughs) butt.
0: We've missed Karen so much.
2: Oh we have. But, but, you, know,
3: but well, you know what? Like, you, I, I oh go ahead. I will yeah, give. no go ahead. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me more. But also, um, I like winners and Nate still turns me
2: on. Oh, oh. Well, you know. It. Nate you <laughs> know, as much as, as I feel like I am the senior citizen of this group, um Nate probably needs it more than me.
3: Um. Well, no, I was thinking I was thinking that you could both Fuck me at the same time
2: I was going to say I mean, the the menage a trois Is always an option.
0: (laughs) I've never tag teamed before But I'll grab a tag rope (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, like a turkey arm what are, it it, what, are it, we, it, what are the rules for how many it, men
2: are uh, allowed to be in the ring at the same time here? How's that ah, working? Ah, is there like, what's the, D, what's the safe word? I need to know the safe word.
0: Until they tap out, I guess. There
3: is none, baby. There's no safe word when I'm... There's no safe word. Nobody's <laughs> safe.
0: There's no safe word, <laughs> nobody's, no, nobody's safe.
3: Oh, no safe word baby, because I'm going to be like... Showing you how much I love you by like eating out your ass,
2: whoa I thought you were, were <laughs> going to tell me that you took like the seventy sixers at plus five because that would have turned me on greatly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I would have
3: told my I would have told you to take Virginia Commonwealth minus 14 and a half,
2: you know? oh my God, oh oh man! lord, ah, oh Virginia Commonwealth.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Goodness. <laughs> oh, so, on a, on a, to change the tune ever so slightly because it's my birthday, so I get to do what I want. Um, uh, how's the how's the podcast going, dear?
3: Um, it's going really good. We're um getting ready to record our next EP this uh, Saturday, the twenty second, and it's going to come out on the twenty eighth. It's called Bird's ear View, and it's so lit, and it's a like an EDM journey. And I want you to come on my EDM journeys. Is it well lit?
0: That's no, just for Nate. <laughs> that's an inside joke, Karen. Don't worry. Nobody gets that but me. Yeah, yeah nobody gets that.
3: Um, uh, I don't get it anyway because I'm a stupid, ditsy broad. Nah. <laughs> oh, no
2: such thing. No such thing. No I'm such thing. I'm in Canada. i will equal opportunity. No,
3: that's, well, the that's, kind, that's, the, that's the kind you love to fuck, you know?
0: My favorite kind my favorite kind is the one is the one that says sure I'll fuck you. <laughs> That's my favorite. I don't need to give you my
2: number. It's not important.
3: Well, <laughs> I just wanted to say happy birthday, baby. Well, thanks. I but, really appreciate
0: it. Dude. But thanks for coming on, Karen, and again, let listeners know where they can find your your podcast and and, you know, keep up with you because I know I try to tune in as much as I can uh edm is usually not my thing when it comes to music but the show's actually really cool really fun listen and i suggest everybody go check it out karen plug away oh
3: yeah thanks be part of my cult following um it's called birds your view starring me and dj walrus one and it's awesome it's about edm it's on soundcloud just check us out birds your view but <laughs> hey tim before i go I need Uh-oh. my birthday spanking, baby. Oh, oh my goodness! Wow, you, fifty-two you're
0: and one to grow on. I will
2: I, all
3: it, honey. Or should I spank you for your birthday? Well, thank goodness! goodness you I'm okay with it. <laughs>
1: all right, cool. <laughs> I want to thank you, but thank you, Karen. Wanna, we missed
3: you. I want to, I want a French kissy too, baby, because I'm horny. Okay. Yeah, I'm, oh,
0: I'm I'm, I'm right. going to go jerk.
3: I'm, I'm going to go masturbate now, okay?
0: <laughs> you almost said jerk off, Karen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, that's the trend. It's trends. all good. Oh, it's man. all good,
0: girl. You do you. We love you. Yep. All all right.
3: you welcome love here. Love you guys. Bye. See you
0: Bye-bye. Bye. And what a way to kick off the show.
2: You you know, how dangerous is it to say, plug your stuff to Karen? (laughs) Boy,
0: you're killing me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Never really thought of it until you said it, but now it's Oh,
1: man. Oh, (sighs) man. Okay, I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. What's the
2: show about again?
0: Uh, basketball but it's Tim's yeah, birthday hey. so we're having a good time here tonight it's it's going to be fun we do have a lot to talk about NBA wise but before we do let's go ahead and uh, let's get some sponsors out of the way a guy that wished Tim a happy birthday today was Stephen P. New is that right Tim he was uh, there to wish you a happy birthday that,
2: that is correct Steve always comes through great guy love him
0: oh yeah In well I'll tell you what trickly, let's go ahead and hear from
2: plutonic sense, though. absolutely
0: and let's hear from yeah. him and our good friends at New Law Office. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling one 800 208 9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination you can rely on compassionate thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169 Stephen P. New Answers to your legal questions. And the surprises, ladies and gentlemen, for Tim's birthday don't stop there. As here's my another surprise. Ladies and gentlemen,
4: it's Bobby Blaze. Happy birthday yeah. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tim.
1: Happy
4: birthday to you. Yeah! Yeah, I'm the the entire mom, and I wish you a happy fucking birthday, Tim. Oh my God, how's it going, buddy? Man, I'll tell you how it's going. I've been sitting here waiting to fucking give you a call so I can wish you a happy birthday. How the fuck Mm. are you, birthday boy? I'm doing good.
2: Uh, hey, I got I got a I got a small thing a bone to pick with you.
4: A small bone to pick with me? Imagine that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, go, fig- go figure. Go eh? figure. You know, I I went to buy your book the other day uh, because I only have the first one, of course. So I went to buy the second one, and you know, it, it's unavailable up here, except on Amazon. I couldn't buy it on another platform. I'm going to send you the name of that platform on uh, Twitter. And uh, you can fix that for me so I can uh, purchase your book.
4: Nah, nah, nah. You know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. It's only available on Amazon because that's the option I chose um, when I signed up with the book bill. So here's the deal. Uh-huh. I'll just, uh, Nate, Nate, uh, send yeah. me your address. I'll send you one. You take care of a package. Send it to Tim. Consider it a birthday present, Tim. Don't oh, dude. Oh, Happy fucking beyond, birthday. Right? Um, you know, I kicked out on 2 the Education Wrestler. Just, uh, I'll send you an autographed copy. How's that? Oh, that's, oh, good goodness. I'm going to stop paying for that international fucking postage. I'll send it to fucking Nate he can send it to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no kidding.
2: I'll pay it. Because that's a, that, that, that nasty. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, because
4: I sent one to, uh, you know, Robert the Arcadian Giant, you know. Um, um,
0: yeah, you know, yeah. He's
4: been on a bunch of movies. Shit. Uh, uh, Kurgan. I with Kurgan. thank you. He was in a movie at the rock and this and that. It's been uh right when he was in um Sherlock Holmes, so him and I was contacting each other and I sent him a book, but it fucking cost me like fifteen dollars send him a damn book yeah so I it is. over in it that was the first one. I was like, damn I can't pay these international charges, but um but yeah I'll, I'll send it to Nate. He'll send it to you uh, happy birthday there you go.
2: Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. So,
4: I got a couple for you. The first one, I'm just throwing out there, okay? All right. This is not a this is not a fuck Mary Kill one because I've got a oh, reason right. for that. Oh, I'm just oh, throwing this out there. Check this out, man. I'm digging them both. I I am just saying, sometimes people have a favorite flavor. I know mine. I'm just going to ask you for your birthday. Halle Berry versus Rosario Dawson. Who you like?
2: Mm. Oh, oh. Mm.
4: oh, oh, boy! Yeah.
2: Oh, mm. boy! Oh. I like that flavor.
4: Oh. I'll just say that. Oh, oh. <laughs> um.
2: are, okay. Do, are we are we talking like at the age they are right now?
4: Any age, it don't matter. Or at their or just, at
2: their absolute prime. At
4: their absolute uh, absolute peak.
2: Uh, then I'm a I'm a, I'm a I'm a holly berry man. Then. Oh
4: yeah. Who would you take right now, though?
1: Zero.
4: Uh, she, she looks pretty good. I got it. yeah admit. it's equal. It's equal. Just put it out there. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a tough one. You can you can do whatever on the age, okay? All I'm right. just gonna say it before right. beforehand. We've got a cu- couple of these are post fifty. One just being their fifty first birthday today, but the other one's way way younger. But I'm going to put this out there for you. This we love doing this, fuck, Mary kill, I'm going to give you three Jennifers. Jennifer Aniston, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, or Jennifer Lawrence. What are you going to fucking Ooh. do? you got to fuck, Mary and kill one of them for oh, your birthday. Well
2: you don't know how That's easy this cut. is. No.
4: So this is, is easy? Tell me this this
2: how easy it is. This is easy for me. I killed J-Lo, not even to hesitate. I married Jennifer Aniston. And I bang Jennifer Lawrence till the cows come home.
4: Fuck! Here come the cows. One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, what a wise man! That age has made you such a wise man, Tim. Happy fucking birthday! You blew it out of the water, man.
2: Oh, thanks, Bobby. I appreciate it.
0: Bobby,
4: let's while uh, we right
0: got you here for for just a second here. I know you're busy, and I don't yeah. want to keep you. Um, you yeah, know, bell the bell with Bobby Blaze.
4: More porn! Hurry up! I got to look at more porn. What am I going to do? Understand? I understand. Tim, <laughs> yep. I don't know if you're drinking or not, but I'm probably drinking enough for a bunch of fucking Canadians tonight. So what am I going to do? Oh, 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 oh I, don't I don't know. know. That's a, that's a pretty big challenge, there, Bobby. That's a big challenge. No, it's a great big challenge. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Uh, just, I have to make up for it. if no one else is. I'll do it. I'll look at the porn. I'll take the fucking blunt. I'll take the bumps. Pin me, pain. Oh me. God. I have to drink the beer. I have to wash the fucking porn. I gotta play the married fucking kill game. I'll do take right. it, whatever. Put it on Do main. you know what, right, do, Nate? Do you know Karen from Philly, Bobby?
0: I don't <laughs> think they've met.
2: It's a good thing. I know Kathy from Philly.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Bobby, I just wanted to take a second. Uh, the podcast with Jeremy, the Bell to Bell podcast, is on a little bit of a break right now. Uh, we miss yes. it, but you've got your oars in the water doing some other things. you got your new book yeah. coming out. Um, you know, what's got Bobby Blaze busy these days? Because we haven't had a chance to talk to you in a few weeks.
4: Well, really, okay, so what happened with that is, um, let me just put this out there, and I'm, it's going to come up again in the future. Sorry, something's been recorded. Um, it was just the right time It was a timing issue We yeah. agreed on 18 months There's no heat between Jeremy and myself I love the Bell to Bell Bobby Blaze podcast I miss it, I missed his voice uh, We're talking daily uh, Tex who, who ran the YouTube page He's had a couple things happen But what happened was I felt like Seriously um, Some things were going on And, and, and um, not to be the birthday Bummer boy or whatever I got sick guys um, my voice went out I knew something mm-hmm. was going on And, and, and um, just straight shoot I went to the hospital I'm going to leave at that um, The last recording we did It was all I could do to do it And within like the very next day My voice, something started happening in my throat I was having throat issues um, I am um, As you can tell now I'm back to being me But um, yeah I spent some time in the hospital um, It was just the right time uh, I appreciate anyone that's listened to the Bell to Bell. I appreciate the Wide Men Can't Jump. Um, I, as you could tell the other day, I put out a tweet, I'm a podcast fan. Um, and, and, and I put you at number six on that week. Normally you'd be in my top five, and you know that. Um, I started listening to the new podcast. But, but on a real serious note, um, I had some health issues, and I'm just going to leave it at that and i'm in it clear now as far as i know i've had my doctor clearances um and uh um, i'm, I'm going to be recording a podcast uh, next wednesday and i appreciate being on this one i've already recorded two other ones in the can for something i can't tell you right now when you nah, listen to it i'm sure you're our fans too you're going to hear it and i've got two more planned um uh, a couple weeks from uh, tomorrow actually so i'm gonna record for them and um So, yeah, I'm trying to keep out there. If you want me on your podcast, I'd love to be on it. But it really was the right time due to to Jeremy, due to text, uh, text rather, uh, on the belt to belt, I blaze. And more more prevalent was it was me because I was going through a health issue that I had to deal with. And um, it it, it, it was uh, what I thought was a sore throat ended up being a lot more than that. And um, I had a hospital stay, and, and fortunately, I'm still most of the fucking living. I'm not a zombie or a bombie or a fucking mime. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're glad
0: you're okay, <laughs> Bobby, really. Oh, really
2: really shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, does we're that, glad you're that, okay.
4: And please put that out there if you want. I'm good now. I, I'm, I went to the gym this morning. I spent about probably 35, 40 minutes this morning. I still wasn't myself. Um, X amount of days equals X amount of weeks or X amount of months out of the gym. Um, some days are better than others, but you know what? Um, every day above, I'm six feet over instead of six feet under. And um, not taking anything from Tim the birthday boy. Hey, Tim, man, we're happy. We're blessed. We're here, man. So happy second hey, birthday. Every,
2: every day above ground is a good one, my friend.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that's well, kind of what looking. happened. About I don't know. You can look up the time frame when the fucking bell to bell, but it started happening several weeks back, and and I got through it, man. And the only people I told, um, uh, Jeremy and Tex knew. Hey, I'm 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 out of commission. I'm in a hospital. Uh, I I told my brother who lives in town. He come and saw me, took care of me. You know, in the hospital each day. Yeah. And and then um, until they had to do a, a some kind of procedure. I'm just gonna leave it at that. And I contacted both my, my boys who are grown men now. One of them is 25 in the armory, In the Army, not the armory, In the Army, the other 22. I let them know the night before, hey, i got to have a procedure tomorrow. I'm going to be okay. I'm in a good place. And um, a couple of days later I got out, and I'm still in a fucking good place. Uh, and I'm just me. And but I, but I don't have to be alive, man. I, I got sick, though. That's what happened.
0: Well, we're glad you're okay. And, and you know, Glad yeah. you're doing better and everything's going well. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up Bobby's got a new book on its way out soon. It's an uh, erotic fiction novel, and I've read some, uh, you know, excerpts that he's put up online.
4: Yeah, hey, so it oh, come out today. To okay, it. It, it's, it's oh, available okay. online. Um, it's only 2 dollars a short story. Let me say this, though, just so you know, just so you know, I'm not complaining. I'm glad to be here. Um, what happened to me was this, real, real briefly. It could have happened to anyone, but um, I, I, last year I lost over 50 pounds. Uh, I, I, I got off my couch. I started feeling better. I'm glad about that. When I was in a hospital, one of the doctors gave me the best explanation as to what happened to me because I thought I had done something. I thought, I'd, you know, people want to blame themselves. I started thinking, what did I do? I, I, I use a CPAP machine I not clean it properly. Did I get it from the shower? Did I get it from the, and, and what the doctor said was, you know what, bad luck. And I just had a I, got a, I got this little infection and it was bad luck. And so, with all that said, last year, 99% of my life, good luck. Um, this year, 99% of my life so far, you know, I, I realize it's uh, Tim's birthday, uh, February 12th, Happy birthday, Tim. But uh, for, for a week of this, uh, seven, 15 days of this fucking year, I've had some bad luck. But you know what? It's all going to turn around. I'm the anti-mime. I'm going to be back. My voice is back, and shit happens. Life happens. And happy fucking birthday, Tim.
0: Well, Bobby, <laughs> we're glad you're back. And thanks. And really, Tim, I'm sure. I'm glad to hear from you, Tim. Anything you want to say to Bobby, and we'll let oh, him go. I know oh, he's busy. yeah.
2: I, I I have a small idea, but I'll uh, I'll hit you up on Twitter, Bobby, and I'll uh, we'll talk about it there.
4: Okay. Yeah. And anything I do, you help on Twitter, let me know. That still is my only social media. I keep telling myself I may go back to. Um, I'm not going back to Facebook, especially with this been election year. I can't deal with all that shit. Fuck. <laughs> I thing. don't blame Fuck you. The negativity. <laughs> Fuck the religion. Fuck all that on Facebook. I may go back to Instagram, but fuck, you know what? I can only look at so much females, so many Instagram girls, so many fucking porn guys, so many podcasts. I just, it eats up my day, so I'm like, no. So uh, there are certain people I do want to see on Instagram, but but, but again, I get some, I get those fucking rabbit holes. And I'm like, okay, stay with fucking Twitter. That's what works for me. So the only social media I have is Twitter, at BobbyBlaze744. So both you guys can get me up there. Uh, uh, Nate, you have my number. You can hit me up anytime. If I don't get back to you, you know I will. So, oh, you good, brother. You can give that to Tim as well. You can give it to Tim, but also realize I'm going to send you that book, Tim, uh, through Nate. Not international fucking pricing.
0: <laughs> I sent you my uh, I sent you my address in oh, a text, Bobby. So uh, you you should have it now.
4: And I probably have it in a notebook somewhere, but it's probably. Well, you sent it before. I probably had to ask three or four It's times, all right. Times, I, I can just send it times. this
0: way, just as easy. No, no problem.
4: I know it's not West Virginia, but it's West, by God, Virginia. I do know that much.
0: That's uh, <laughs> what they say down here.
4: <laughs> That's what they say. Just what I yeah. heard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for real. But hope to see you again real soon, brother. You know, We'll hope to see you at the show. Glad you're doing better. Glad you're feeling better. Um, Arn Anderson's going to be in town Down here in Madison on uh, March 7th if you're not doing anything uh, We'd love to see you So come on down
4: Hey that'd be great I'll, I'll try to talk to someone out here and see if I can Make it up that way Like I said no major, major Health complaints um, I did have a scare and I am still Glad to be amongst the living uh, And listen Nate thank you so much for being so kind to me uh, Always, shout brother. Out to the Wide Men Can't Jump podcast. I appreciate you guys. I wish you nothing but continued success. Uh, tell TR I said hey. But uh, hey, Tim, seriously, in all seriousness, happy birthday, man. Thank you for having me on the show. I hope you had a great day. I wish you many, many more birthdays. And I mean that sincerely from the bottom of my heart, brother. Thank, Thank
2: you, man. 52 years.
4: 65 so, so far. Thank you, guys. Take care. We'll see you. Later. Later, brother. Yes sir. Appreciate you guys. Bye bye.
0: Well there we go. That's Bobby Blaze and uh I tell you. Can I put together a birthday show
2: or what? You know that uh that Bobby might have a nonfiction book coming out, I think.
0: It might he might, you never know. You know, uh,
2: how to tell if a girl is just quiet or a secret mime. <laughs>
0: oh man oh that's one i'd tune in for so definitely i think
2: i'd read i would read that
0: oh well yeah, who this wouldn't is,
2: this, yeah i mean, this I mean is, who wouldn't is,
0: want to read that
2: i think i but, i think i got to start line and just you know next week it probably should be my 52nd point two
0: birthday or something this is <laughs> awesome yeah i'm glad you're enjoying it really? all really? right one more little time out we'll be back right after this let's hear from our good friends over at Stripcam fun Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over to StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam And have some fun. When you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun. Be sure to visit right now at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. All right. So this is a basketball show. <laughs> In case you didn't know. I don't think it is uh,
2: anymore,
0: but anyway. Let's talk about some <clears throat> NBA. Let's talk about some trades. Lots of trades went down and uh, if you heard Over the weekend, or not over the weekend, sorry if I went out there for a second, I had to cough. Um, If you heard over the last week, you heard probably from the West Virginia distance a man scream and jump for joy. That was me whenever uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves finally landed D'Angelo Russell. Oh, what a great day. Well, mate, you know...
2: There's some conflicting reports about that.
0: All right, well, lay it out there for me. Well, I mean, I'm you know you know
2: more about Minnesota than I do, and it's your team, so I'm willing to side go on your side of the fence. But I've been reading where a lot of people think your team got host.
0: I don't see it that way. Uh, now, granted, we gave up. All right, so the trade for anybody that doesn't know, Minnesota gave up Andrew Wiggins a 2021 first round pick and a 2021 second round pick. Um, so a lot of people are saying, Oh, cause that's going to be the draft. It's called the double draft, uh, where I believe guys are going to be allowed to come out of high school again. And there's, there's just a lot going on in the 2021 draft. Uh, a lot of people are looking into that draft as being a big, big thing, you know, I'm looking at, this is the guy we wanted. This is the guy that everybody wanted us to make a move for. This is the guy our organization was after. We got rid of a horrible contract with Andrew Wiggins. His contract, gone. Gone. Um, then, not only that, we got rid of Gorgie Jenks' contract and another trade. That's a beyond the situation, but we get D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Omari Speldman from the Warriors, along with D'Angelo Russell. We get rid of Wiggins and then two picks. Now, in the other trades, we doubled up this year. We got Brooklyn's pick this year from Atlanta. Then we have the pick from our pick this year, which is going to be really good. So, well, that's no, really Nate, the Nate, whole Nate. thing going on here.
2: Nate, 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 Nate. Nate. No, you're, dude, you're using logic. Stop it! <laughs> just stop it right now, you you cannot use logic when you're trying to analyze any trade in any sport. You know, you, you can't you can't you can't look at it that way. Everybody just going okay. Wiggins in a pick for Russell is maybe maybe a little bit steep, and it might be if that's all you look at. But there again, as I just said, you're using logic and okay. Well, how many first round picks do we need to have? You know, just two, three, seven. You know, what's, does it matter if,
1: particularly, well, I mean, if that,
2: this if year that we have in. two.
0: This okay, year we So have you, two can, afford, next so you year, can afford
2: to lose one for next
0: year. Next year we will have none.
2: Yeah, okay. But still so you can afford to lose that one. Who's to say that they don't take the two they have and maybe trade one of those
4: for I one think. next
2: year? You know, who knows, right? So, well, the
4: thing please. I liked, the thing
0: I liked. About it was we got to keep Jarrett Culver, we got to keep Joshua Kogi, Carl Anthony Towns gets his gets his boy, who he's happy to have now. Um, All we came up with Andrew
2: Wiggins. Yeah, you. It's very hard. You cannot judge trades from the moment they happen. There's too many things. It's never the only way you can say a trade is totally sucks or you got hosed. You know, if you're trading LeBron for you know, I don't know. Fifth round pick or something. Okay, obviously that trade is lopsided, but there's just too many things to consider. There's cap space, there's contracts, there's uh, ending contracts, there's egos. There's there's so much that goes yeah. into it, and you, it, it, I mean, the, the proof will be: do the Timberwolves get any better with him than they are without him?
0: When we don't
2: know that yet. We assume
0: we won't know. And honestly, this season for me is a wash. Minnesota this season, it's all a wash. What happens for the rest of the season doesn't matter. What's going to matter well, like is unless, what we do. Unless
2: they're, really, unless they're really bad.
0: I mean, even then. I mean, we got a lot or of expiring ch- contracts.
2: Or, Well, oh, no, I mean, when I say they, I mean that the two of them don't play well together or something like that happens and there's no chemistry and then they're going, oh, geez, what have we done? Well,
0: the first night out, they did beat the Clippers 142 to 115. And, right. But they and did lose to the Raptors. So and
2: we can't know that until, you know, you need exactly, what? I would say 40 games at least before you can really call right. any. And expanded. there's only 30
0: some left in the season. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: so, yeah, yeah. You would need, you would need, I think it's fair to say 40 to 50 games before you can say whether a trade is really a bust or not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll agree with you. But uh we you know, I like the deal myself. I mean it's my team, so I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Um
2: well, yeah, it mean, is what it is. They weren't I'm, winning I, with them.
0: No, that's what I mean. Like we were not winning with them at all. We weren't. That t- Hello? Oh,
2: that's the president, I think. Is that Shackleford? Oh. I'm not sure. I don't uh I think it might be the president, uh
0: Oh,
1: well, hey, you got to take it.
2: Yeah, carry on. Hold on. But he, i to take this presidential call.
4: Tim, take your pill! Well,
0: anyway, Tim had a very important phone call to take. So, uh, while he's on, while he takes this important phone call, we're going to address you over to our good friends at stayclassymeats.com. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right. If you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, stayclassymeats.com is for you. Again, head to stateclassymeets.com right now. Again, check out our good friends at stayclassymeets.com. Alright, well, what we'll do here is uh, I'm going to run through some of the trades that went down while the birthday boy takes his phone calls. Um, a lot of movement at the trade deadline. Of course, we talked about Andre Iguodala last week. We talked about Clint, the Clint Capella move um last week let's look at some other moves here one of the last moves of the deadline Andre Drummond traded to the Cavs as Drummond is traded for Brandon Knight and John Henson for a 2023 second round pick um basically the 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 Pistons are blowing it up that's just uh that's just pretty much what's going on the Pistons have decided to blow up blow up the team move on they're thinking of um signing Reggie Jackson who to take a buyout and Reggie Jackson could become available soon, but we haven't heard anything definite on that yet. We'll have to wait and see what the Pistons decide to do from there. Marcus Morris was dealt to the Clippers and you'll, you'll hear more about these trades way more in depth. When you hear my talk with uh, Mike Hardy from NBA quick report, we broke down uh, pretty much every trade that went on um, during the trade deadline. Marcus Morris goes to the Clippers Clippers got Morris and Isaiah Thomas. The Wizards get Jerome Robinson. The Knicks get Mo Harkless and a 2020 first-round pick. Knicks also got the rights to Issa Sanon from the Wizards, and then Isaiah Thomas was waived by the Clippers, making him a free agent to sign where he pleases. Of course, we talked about Russell and the Wolves deal. Um, Wizards trade Jordan McRae to the Denver Nuggets for Shabazz Napier. Shabazz Napier was on uh, the Nuggets for a couple of a couple of days, it felt like, and then Jordan McRae was traded for him. The Wizards get a backup point guard. McRae develops in as a good bench shooter from there. Uh, Minnesota jumped in on the Iguodala deal. The final deal that finally came out from all that, as we were going over it last week, it just seemed like more and more and more was going on. Um, they were trying the the Heat were trying to add Donello Gallinari to the trade uh, as a part of a three team deal, and they couldn't work on a the protection of a pick that would be involved in the trade. So it ended up Minnesota jumped in, and the Wolves threw Gorgie Jang in. And he goes to the Grizzlies, and they get James Johnson as a part of that deal. So Iguodala and we'll look more at the rest of the trade here in just a second Uh, Alec Burton and Glenn Robinson were picked up by the Sixers who they traded three second round picks for to get those two players from the Warriors then they shipped James Ennis to Orlando for a second round pick so really not major moves there Ennis could be a decent backup in Orlando they need another guard anyway of course you'll hear more about this Uh, Atlanta Hawks have picked up uh, Scal Labrisi and he's headed there, uh, from the Blazers, Atlanta, for a cash deal that gives uh, a young center they can develop. He's been out since December 28th, as he suffered a, a left knee injury. Um, so another trade, of course. Houston Rockets, uh, have swapped another big man, they've acquired um, six foot nine forward Bruno Cabolo from the Grizzlies for Jordan Bell. The Rockets got Jordan Bell along with the deal that brought them Robert Covington. And when they did, they're really running on, on very small ball lineups. Um, so Caboco uh, is headed to Houston. Uh, Bell was not, for the Timberwolves, he was only playing – Sparing minutes here and there. And the teams also exchanged future second-round picks. Then the Hawks picked up um, Derek Walton Jr. For cash, the Heat and Grizzlies trade we talked about last week. Uh, that one ended up – the final tally here ended up being Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, James Johnson to Memphis for Igadala, Jay Crow, Solomon Hill. Waiters was then waived, and – no draft picks involved in the deal. Then Gorgie Jane dived in from the Wolves for James Johnson. And I hear our birthday man has rolled back in. I have returned, Nate. Welcome back.
2: Apologies, but when a man's older brother calls, one must answer
0: you must answer that is indeed true. So, uh, we will, uh, we will allow that break as I just basically went through all the trades that took place at the trade deadline last week
2: uh, in full disclosure. He, uh, he travels, uh, uh, load for his job. So he actually was phoning from the uh, airport. So I don't, uh, not sure when I might get to hear from him again. Oh, no,
0: completely understand. Got to, got to pick up the phone there.
2: Just, just throwing it out there, but anyhow, so we're good. Um,
0: all right, good deal. Well, I'll tell in. you what. Well, we were talking about the trade deadline. You, they'll hear more about it uh, in a little bit. The big trade, though, the Igadala trade, we talked about that last week. And, again, the final trade ended up being Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, James Johnson to Memphis, Igadala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill to Miami. Gorgie Jang then got exchanged for James Johnson, so it ends up being Justice Winslow, Deon Waiters, Gorgie Jang, to Memphis, Iguodala, J. Crowder, Solomon Hill, to Miami, and the Minnesota gets James Johnson, Deion Waiters, then gets waived. What do you oh, think on that trade?
2: you got to love it when you get traded and then they
0: punch you to the curb. Well, then you're free to sign with whoever you want.
2: So, well, kind of good, kind of bad. All, well, that depends on whether you're any good or not, I guess, right?
0: Well, you can go to a contender. That's what a lot of guys do. They want to go to contenders. That's the big uh, that's the big talk right now when it comes to uh, potentially Reggie Jackson uh, coming uh, out of a buyout if the Pistons buy him out. Of course, Darren Collison was rumored to be on his way back to either the Lakers or the Clippers. He decided to stay retired. So Darren Collison just faked yeah, everybody I,
2: thought, out. Uh, I mean, I got to and this is going to be painful for both of us, um Jimmy Butler and Miami have got something going on.
0: They, they do. I'm not denying that. But I don't think they've got enough. And that, that's oh, the I, truth. I, I, I don't I, think I, they've I, got enough.
2: I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win at all or anything. But that, that team is vastly improved. And Indeed. Jimmy but, and Jimmy Butler is one of the reasons. As much as I don't like Jimmy
0: Butler. But I will never... I will never take away what the guy does on the court because he's yeah, a magician he on the court, but full he full. is also an asshole.
2: Yeah, full, well, I mean, that's how we are. That's how we roll on this show. I mean, full points for for playing well and full points for being a jerk.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The,
2: yeah, the the two don't. You know, you can do both, and he does both.
0: And very he, he well. does both well. <laughs>
2: yeah, no argument there. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I I think probably Miami come out on top on that trade. Um yeah I, I mean you could you could say for, that I'm sure for for what they needed they got what they wanted and and I'd say that means they probably won um although I guess we'll have to see how that all pans out also uh, you know if that doesn't help them any and they flounder and okay maybe they didn't win the trade then I don't know but basketball is that's it that, you know, those there's trades when there's three and four guys and I got that one's what, six guys, and then two more guys get swapped and guys getting bought out and or or uh, kicked to the curb or whatever words you want to use. Uh it's hard to say who who won and who didn't. That's that's a tough one.
0: Yeah, I mean it's tough. It it really is, and it's kinda one of those situations where you look at it and it's like, uh ah, and then everybody gets Everybody gets traded, and this guy goes here, that guy goes there, well, and it's you know, just a lot of. And,
2: well, you don't know because a lot of times guys will get traded, and then for whatever reasons they get better and or worse than what they were on the team they were on, and people go, oh well, you see, you know, we never should have traded them. Look what we're doing over there, but yeah, but he couldn't do that here. Yeah, you know, or, or within our which is system. my big worry
0: about Andrew Wiggins going to. to going yeah,
2: well, or you know, the system that Gold we were State. Running, didn't fit him very well or the or the personnel we had didn't mesh very well with him and that's why he wasn't good here it wasn't a bad trade to trade him because he wasn't very good here but in the same breath i guess that doesn't mean he can't uh, drop 30 a night for another team and he may well do that
0: yeah i mean he had a great first night there and i don't know we'll have to wait and see what he uh what he does there but tim you know a lot of people might be complaining this week because they're noticing a miss here from our show. We didn't do a top ten. Um well, uh, 10, it's I, it's my week off, man. I didn't tell you I didn't do a is. top ten. Have no fear there is a top ten. Shackelford came time. in late, he's got a long scraggly beard, they've been working on it till the midnight hour. Shall and we, we go to, to the top ten? To. Well, here That's we go. We, let's let's we, check out roll the pit. there's let's roll Tonight's Top 10 is brought to you by our Literary Pick of the Week. That's right, the brand new book from Tom Robinson is out, Solo. How a one testicled man made it through life dealing with adversities, trials, and tribulations. Hear the story of Tom and his coat, his cat, his illegitimate child, and many things else that went through the mind of Tom Robinson. How one 76er lover turned to a 76er hater or at least the players on the team and the coach, and how he rebounded from all that to be a part of the biggest podcast in the industry. For your order, call 1-800-877-4625. That's 1-800-TR-SHOCK. To order the book now, hardcover editions are available, but only as long as the penis pills last. Make sure you call 1-800-877-4625. Again, 1-800-TR-SHOCK. If an angry secretary answers, call back later and leave a message. Now on to the top ten. Tonight's top ten is in celebration of the birthday of the co-host of Wide Men Can't Jump, Tim Dombrova. That's right, tonight's top ten is top ten things you can't or shouldn't do when you're fifty two years old. Number ten Get a Body Piercing. Number nine. Pop a wheelie in any sort of vehicle. Or Number eight, learn the latest hip-hop dance craze. <laughs> Number seven, go for the finish the 48-ounce steak, and the second one is free offer, unless you're at bogus. Number six, come home a-drinking with lovin' on your mind. Oh God, no. Number five, <laughs> wear Speedos.
1: No. Oh, Number
0: no. four, <laughs> attempt to break into the adult industry as a talent number three buy skinny jeans on purpose number two stay in a backpacker hostel and the number one thing you should never ever attempt to do when you're over the age of 51 attempt to follow your dreams you should find out where they're going and meet up with them later All right, all, right, all, right, all right, good God! All right, we get it. You play the sax. Sheesh! The primetime player, the top ten, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you pick up that bestseller now.
1: <sighs>
0: well, the top ten this week was brought to you by our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. They've got some great new Star Wars stuff out. We really recommend that head over. The Star Wars stuff they have out now is fantastic. Lots of figures, lots of cool stuff. Check it out. Let's head on over. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop Funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say... Oh, my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like, and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Well, we've been talking about the trade deadline here this evening. Again, thanks to all of our sponsors, including Atomic Comics Collectibles, LLC, Law Offices of Stephen P. Stripcamfund.com, and, of course the wonderful stay classy meets so check them out but we've been talking about the trade deadline but i had a chance to sit down with mike hardy as he and i were able to discuss some of the things that happened during the trade deadline who won the trade deadline what moves made sense for people he's from nba quick report let's go ahead and go to that interview right now Back with us on Wide Men Can't Jump from NBA Quick Report. It's Mike Hardy. And, Mike, thanks so much for getting back on with us. Of course, if you don't follow NBA Quick Report, what are you doing? All the best NBA content featured on Bleacher Report, Washington Post, USA Today, Huffington Post, Hoops Hype, and more on Twitter. Go follow them, NBA Quick Report. But, Mike, thanks for jumping on and uh,
5: talking a little hoops with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, Again, being flexible with the time means a lot to me. So, appreciate having me on.
0: Not a problem, not a problem let's uh we brought you on here as kind of a we're gonna look at you as our trade deadline guy this week uh because the trade deadline is really the biggest uh news that's happened in the n b a in the past week in my opinion um so let's go ahead and dive into a few trades here. Let's look at the big trades and we'll talk about them uh the biggest trade that a lot of people are talking about, I don't think it's the biggest trade but I think it's uh, the one that most people are talking about is Iguodala. The Grizzlies and the Heat agree to trade Iguodala. Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, James Johnson are moved. Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill go to um, Miami. And then Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters go to Memphis. James Johnson goes to Minnesota, who jumps in and throws Gorgie Jang to Memphis to get Johnson, uh, it's a three team deal. And then Dion waiters is waived. Um, what do you think of this deal? Who does it benefit more? Who do you think won this,
5: this deal per se? It's an interesting deal, um, from all sides here because a lot of moving pieces and parts, there was a lot of different, um, rumors flying around all week about Iguadala and where he would end up.
0: Um and a big like contract for Iguodala, said. too
5: in this yeah, deal. Exactly. So you so you know that something was happening behind closed doors with that whole five minute uh contract guarantee or you know, negotiation extension that they had there. So um it's interesting. I think Miami it benefits them because, you know, they are giving away youth in Justice Winslow, but he's been banged up. Um Dion hasn't really played much, and James Johnson is a guy with a bigger contract that hasn't played much as he's aged now. So you're bringing in a guy like Iguodala who has championship experience to that team, who is a pretty young team, you know, looking at their roster um, with guys like Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero. Those guys need a vet like that in there that can bring them that championship experience. Yeah, and
0: Memphis gets a uh, – they get that defensive piece that – Really fits in perfectly there in Justice Winslow. Um, the Wolves get rid of a bad contract and bring James Johnson in, who is more what they're going for yep. these days. Uh, speaking of my my Timberwolves, that's that's my team, and everyone that listens to the pod knows that. Um, yeah. Big move made by them at the trade deadline. They trade Andrew Wiggins, a protected 2021 pick. It's top three protected, and a 2021 yep. second round pick to Golden State for D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Omari Speldman. And if the number if the Wolves somehow in 2021 land in the top three, then the pick will be unprotected in 2022. As a Wolves fan, I love this deal, and I'm going to try and have someone from Minnesota on next week to talk about it. But I love the deal. I think it was time to move on from Wiggins, and I have no ill will towards him as a Wolves fan. Uh, but what do you think as maybe someone who's not as biased as I am?
5: Uh, I think this is a deal that works for both sides, honestly. Um, I'm not sure how much better the Timberwolves get, but I do value Russell higher than Wiggins. And that's not even a debate for me. Um, you know, because they've been trying the Wiggins thing here for a few years and it hasn't worked out. So you get a guy with Russell who is a, is a better offensive threat that you can pair easier with Carl Anthony Towns, who was just screaming for help all year. Um, So I think in that aspect, you help your star player um, keep him happy in Minnesota. And then you're getting rid of Wiggins' insane contract. Um, The thing that scares me, though, is giving away the pick, because if they are still trying to rebuild around those two main pieces now, um, they don't really have much as far as draft capital, giving that away to continue the rebuild.
0: Well, they do keep a hold of, of Jarrett Culver, which is a, a big thing for them. They also um, – Yeah, I agree. I, l- I like him as a
5: player. Yes.
0: They keep Josh Akogi, who was another player mm-hmm. that I had feared we would give away. I'm a huge Josh Akogi fan. Um, And then they're able to keep their pick this year. Now, come the next draft, probably won't – after this year at least, next year's draft, they probably won't um, – Won't have much to do there. Second round pick is really all they'll have, but we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. I
5: mean, they they also acquired uh, Malik Beasley, right? During the trade deadline, Uh, that was an earlier trade day. That's another piece that I like adding to that team. He's a nice scoring punch, whether he's coming off the bench or whatever the deal is um, moving forward. But. you know they're gonna have a they're gonna have a nice pick this year. Um, you add that to their core of guys. I don't know. You know, we've seen some crazy things with those ping pong balls. So um, oh,
4: yeah. you
5: never know what the draft's coming up. So I mean, they have some nice talent. I just hope they can kind of t- get the turnaround going pretty quick, uh, starting next season.
0: Well, you ain't the only one. Trust me. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, been a, it's been a long <laughs> few years up here. But yeah, they trade away. They basically brought in an entire new roster. Uh, what it felt like, because they bring in uh, Hernan Gomez, they brought in Malik Beasley, they bring in uh, you know Jacob Evans and Mari Spellman, uh, D'Angelo Russell, yeah. and they're moving, and all these guys are, are getting moved, and it was a big uh, big trade deadline for the Wolves, so we'll see what happens there. Marcus Morris gets dealt to the Clippers in what seems like a deal that uh, the Knicks were going to do with anybody but the Lakers. Uh <laughs> and, that kind of was a big uh, thing for them. The Knicks send uh, Marcus Morris, uh, who's having a great year this year, and he goes to yeah, the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers get Morris, and then they get Isaiah Thomas, who they waive. The Wizards get a, get the Clippers guard Jerome Robinson, and the Knicks get Mo Harkless, a twenty twenty first round pick from the Clippers, and then the Knicks also get rights to Usuf Sanin from the Wizards. So this trade was kind of interesting, kind of came in late. But um, what's your thoughts on this trade? And what did you think about the Knicks declining the Lakers trade off? Because it seemed like the Lakers offered a lot more than what the Clippers did. What's your thoughts?
5: I think so, too. Um, but I know the Knicks, you know, got a little – they might have got a little greedy with the Lakers and said, oh, we want – yeah, we're going to need Kuzma. We're also going to need um, – it was Danny Green with that, too. And I know yeah, yeah. moving those guys – I don't know how you could justify that for the Lakers you can't. you're giving up a young guy. <laughs> you asset can't like justify that, that move. <laughs> no, you can't. Um but on the on the flip side, the Clippers they got a great deal here. Um and I think the best part for that is they they keep him away from the Lakers too. So, um I think it works out for both teams and I'm actually surprised the Knicks made a decent trade because th- this organization has been an absolute train wreck. Um all season long. I mean, for the past real decade, honestly, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Yeah. But for the Clippers, I mean, being able to get rid of Mo Harkless and a, and a pick, I mean, that's really not asking a lot on their side and you're getting a guy who is a pretty solid piece that, um, that just, you add to that talented roster. It just makes it, I don't know. They're, they're tough to beat.
0: Yeah, and that's a lot of defense there as well. Um, they were my pick before the season. Now I feel like I'm doubling down after they get Morris. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sleep on the Wizards getting Jerome Robinson. That's a nice little pick for them. That kid can shoot. So, uh, Wizards sneaky in there. They didn't give up much. They gave up Isaiah Thomas, who, honestly, if they wanted to, they could just re-sign him now once he clears waivers. So, I mean, hey, Wizards, I got I got to give them credit there. Not bad. Not a bad move. Um, another yeah. sneaky trade that kind of went through was, uh, when Minnesota was basically unloading their team, you had the, uh, wizards and nuggets swapped guards, uh, Jordan McRae for Shabazz Napier. Napier was on Minnesota was on, uh, then he moves over to, uh, what I believe if I'm looking at this right. D- yes. He went to Denver for a cup of coffee and then caught the plane yep. <laughs> and went out to Washington. Uh, as a part of that trade, so now McRae goes to Denver to add more shooting. Napier becomes a a solid backup point guard for Washington. Um, good deal for both teams, you
5: think? Oh yeah, I think so. I just think that a change of a change of scenery for both guys could work out for that. Um, I think that's both for for a great you know a great deal for both teams there. Um, especially for you, you said McRae went to the Nuggets, right? That is correct.
0: Yes, he ended
5: up with the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, I I watched McCray quite a bit when he was a two-way player for the Cavs a few years ago, so I know what he can bring to the table. He's a nice scorer, nice shooter. So, um, especially with that Denver team that likes to run and gun, it you know at times I think it's a great addition to their to their roster.
0: Absolutely, um, and Denver they're so deep. They're being just so so deep now, oh and they gosh. can just do yeah. so much and. They were my pick to be the number 1 seed in the West. Uh, didn't I expected LeBron or Davis one to get hurt, but the Nuggets uh just such a deep team and I it's going to be I'm waiting to see what they do after the All-Star break once everybody kind of catches their breath and gets healthy.
1: We'll yep.
0: we'll see what they do there. Another big trade. Yeah. Pistons or Pistons trade Drummond to the Cavs and uh yeah. really they kind of uh they might as well have just sign him over uh as they get Brandon Knight and John Henson, and a 2023 second round pick. And Drummond was leading the NBA in rebounds, still is, 15.8 rebounds per game and averaged 17.8 points per game and almost two blocks a game. Played his entire career with Detroit, the second rebound, number two rebounder in team history. And uh, it seems like Detroit, they're just ready to, to blow
5: it up it seems like, I think they were really turned off on the idea that he might opt into his player option of about 28, $29 million. Um, And I think that they're looking at it long-term. They can't build around a big guy and they've tried to do that and it hasn't worked. So they're trying to flip the switch here. um, Kind of bite the bullet on that, but (laughs) I don't know. They could have gotten more for him in my opinion, but I guess if nobody's offering, then you don't really know, but, In my eyes, you look at a team like the Hawks, who gave up more for Capella than the Cavs gave up for Drummond, who I I would take Drummond over Capella 10 out of 10 times. But I I don't know. This one's interesting for both teams because Cleveland was in sell mode and then they keep both the guys who they had on the block and then they pick up a guy who's making $29 million.
0: Yeah, and they keep yeah they keep Tristan Thompson, and then they bring in Drummond, which is incredibly weird and kind of, probably off putting if I was betting for Tristan Thompson. Uh, so that doesn't make it better for him. You're, I'm just kind of looking at this trade going okay. <laughs> uh, that, that's just kind of the way right. I felt about it. Uh, but you talked right. about Capella and and the deal that that was made with the Rockets and. They trade Capella now. Their tallest players like six two, and they bring in um, they bring in good defense with Covington. But you know, you talk about taking Capella ten times out of ten, and I, I like or taking Drummond. I like Drummond better than Capella myself. But how much of this is Andre Drummond and his inability to shoot the basketball? Because that seems to be what the big issue is nowadays. Because now you've got guys like Carl Anthony Towns who are knocking down threes at at will, and you know stretch. We talk about stretch fours now. Everybody's got to be able to shoot. Uh, You know Embiid knocking down threes. How much of of Drummond's value has went down because of his inability to shoot?
5: Oh, I agree. That's it's definitely plummeted. Because if this was still early two thousands, he would be a franchise player. Honestly, Um, you're looking at guys nowadays that. It's a run-and-gun league. They're shooting threes left and right. Um, All these guys can shoot. If you can shoot the ball, you're going to be on the floor. And a guy like him, you're even seeing now, Drummond's trying to adapt, and he's trying to extend his range out to three-point land. He actually took um, multiple threes in his first game with the Cavs. So that just goes to show he's actively trying to make a little bit of an adjustment with himself
0: yeah and speaking of uh players that can't shoot uh well, let's go to Philadelphia where they have Ben Simmons um and they acquired two uh two guards late at the trade deadline. they get Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson after they were waived to make room uh by the the warriors and then they trade James Ennis to Orlando for a second round pick Now this doesn't seem like a move that got a lot of looks from the casual NBA fan, but this is a big move for Orlando because they have been a, have lacked a point guard for so long. Now, I'm not saying James Ennis is going to be the answer here at point guard mm-hmm. for them, but they add some point guard depth to their roster. Um and and, and Ennis is a good player. I mean, it's not like he was yeah, you know, he was averaging 5 points a game and 3 rebounds. But he's only playing, you know, 16 minutes a game. Um right but how does that help Orlando getting another guard like Ennis
5: Uh they're just a team that's been very weird the last few years with, with Vucevic and his contract and they have Aaron Gor they had Aaron Gordon out of position the last couple of years they have so many moving parts and pieces that I I really don't understand this trade that much but I guess a guy that can that can help complement uh bolts and it's an interesting deal. Um, I guess they only gave up a second-round pick for him, correct? So, really, they're, yeah. they're trading away a future guy who's probably not even going to be on a roster for James Ennis. So, I look at it that way as a win for them because they don't give up too much.
0: Yeah, and, and again, Philly had traded three. I, I said they signed them, but they had traded three second-round picks for Burks and Robinson. So, it's not like Philly was... You know they're bringing in Alec Burks and they're waving Trey Burke and all the Burks are just falling into place. But you know they're yeah. able to <laughs> to wave in us and it, it, it's a it's a weird working dynamic. Like there's some tra- there's some moves here that I just sitting here scratching my head on like like this one for example. Uh, the Clippers uh, guard Derek Walton Jr. was dealt for cash. Uh, they traded to the Hawks and he was an undrafted player from Michigan. He averaged two points a game and uh, the Clippers just said adios. And, uh, you know, the Hawks, they don't care. They'll take anybody at this point from what it's like. Oh, means. absolutely. They're just, yeah. they're just willing to take on contracts and take on players because they've got room. And do you? what do you think about Atlanta? Because this is a team, and this is a team I kind of want to look at for a second here. They have Trey Young. They have uh, a lot of great young pieces. Kevin Herter. They've mm-hmm. got um, John Collins. They've got Cam Reddish, all these young players, so young and talented. Then they get Clint Capella, who not, not old by any stretch. I believe he was 25, uh, if I'm not mistaken.
5: Um, I was say 25, 26. So, I yeah, mean, he's, he's still in that fits. range. In, so,
0: that, in that range, yeah. Yeah, in that range, but a little bit older than these guys. Do you think Capella kind of fits in in Atlanta with this trade? Does this seem like a, a move that made sense for the Hawks? I mean, they didn't give up much for him. I'm not going to say they did because I think they they only had uh, one player involved and it wasn't a whole lot.
5: Right. I be, I believe they gave up a first-round p- uh, pick, the Nets pick, which is going to be a later first-round pick. Um, so, I mean, this is a trade where I was kind of confused. I guess they didn't give up a whole lot, so it doesn't really matter that much. Um, they needed rim protection pretty bad. Um Twenty, I believe, is twenty seventh, twenty eighth in defensive efficiency. They they gave up so many points per game; it's unbelievable. I mean, I feel bad for Trey Young. He scores forty points a game, and he and he still loses all the time. Um, yeah. But it was just weird to me because they seem like they dedicated themselves to a standard rebuild, going through the draft, not spending a ton of money, and then they kind of just cut it short right now. They're getting a guy with a you know a more substantial contract um, and trying to throw him in there with the young guys, and I'm not sure how that works. It's kind of like the Cleveland deal too. Was it's interesting? I guess they had the cap to do it, so why not in their eyes? Yeah, I mean,
0: I see why it was done. I don't, um, yeah, I don't. Sit here and say, "Oh well, they shouldn't have done this or shouldn't have done that." But at the right. same time, it's like they didn't give up much, but it just seemed it just seemed kind of weird. Like I saw that, and I'm like, "It was because it ends up being." It, let me let me pull up the, the the details here because I can't remember. There were so many players involved that I lost count after a while. Um Covington and Jordan Bell went to Houston. Capella and Nene went to Atlanta. Atlanta wave Nene. Malik Beasley, yep. Juan Herman Gomez, Evan Turner, Jared Vanderbilt on their way to Minnesota. Gerald Green, Shabazz Napier, and Kieta Bates-Diop to Denver. And then Noah Vonley ended up with the Nuggets as well. The Wolves get the twenty twenty first round pick from Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. which is Brooklyn's pick, and the Nuggets get a first-round pick from Houston. Um. Atlanta gave up a pick and not much else. <laughs> like,
1: right? There was right.
0: not a lot of Atlanta uh, bad contracts they didn't want. Really, it almost felt like they just kind of gave up a first round pick for Capel. Apparently, uh, you know, Capel is twenty five. He makes million this year, almost fifteen, but then he's got sixteen million, seventeen million, and eighteen million coming his way. He's averaging a double
5: double, but at the same time, it's like,
0: oh, it's who knows, you know?
5: Yep, yep. So, it, it's kind of he he kind of falls under that one trick pony, um, in a league where they're continuing to expand further from the basket.
0: Yeah, and he's another guy that can't that's not a big downtown shooter, um, but looking at the Rockets now, they go did they go too small? That's the question. Now, granted, they beat the Celtics last night on uh, what became one of the best free throw shooting contests you'll ever watch on television. But they they still have they they have their old their tallest players Tyson Chandler, and he's 37, 38 years old.
5: They Ray, have he's no not big. Play yeah, they they don't. And I think it'll be it's good and bad for them. It'll be kind of like a matchup based um, assessment for them. Um, I think even though they beat the Lakers, I don't think they'd match up too well with them because whoever makes that first switch is the one who's going to lose the game or series in my opinion Um, because you have a team like LA who can just beat you to hell in the paint and rebound. Um, And you have the Rockets who PJ Tucker and Covington are both six, six, and that's their biggest guys. So yeah, I think they're trying to do a poor man's uh, warriors death lineup, but, I think they might have gone a little too far with that. Well, even the Warriors though
0: had had some some bigs. Now granted, the bigs were used in a different way. Like they would use you know, Andrew Bogut or they would have, you know, they got Kevon Looney now. They would still yeah. use their bigs, but they wouldn't go so far as to say, "Okay, we're we're going to play five small all games.
5: I I just don't right. see they don't that really to stay serviceable it. big
0: men. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they at least with Golden State they did have big guys who could get out there and play. Um so my real I guess really my question is when they go this small all the time, they're going to run into teams especially you brought up the Lakers who have guys like Anthony Davis and LeBron James and you know, they can play the five easily and what does Houston do? Yeah, you have the advantage, but these guys are six. You know, Anthony Davis, close to seven foot. He can shoot. Right. He can guard. What do you do then? You're you're kind of in trouble.
5: Exactly. Yeah they're they're going they're going small nearly the entire game. If you look at their box score from the Celtics game, their five starters all played thirty six minutes or more. So yeah, they're really trying to to set the tone with that and I think it's going to make or break them because I think it's going to be too streaky for them
0: yeah and again if you miss the uh you miss your shot good luck getting the rebound I mean that's that's going to be a tough one to do um yeah exactly all right well one last thing I'll bring up and I'll uh I'll let you go after this. And I do appreciate all the time you've given us here on the show today. And we really will get you back soon. But um, Atlanta Hawks, you know, or excuse me, not the Atlanta Hawks. I've talked about the Hawks so much today. I'm just, I'm (laughs) spacing out. Uh, Miami Heat. Pat Riley says he likes his team. He likes where they're at. They make those moves. He says he wants to go for it this year. Do they have enough? Do you think with Jimmy Butler on that team, Tyler Hero, bam, out of bio, and now, uh, you know, Steve Jorn Drogic, they bring in Igadala, who hasn't played in, you know, seven, eight months, Uh, been a minute since he's been on the court. Do they have enough now to make a run? Because they're setting fourth, 11 games back of first. Um, Do they have enough to make a run and possibly get into that? That NBA Finals talk out of the East.
5: So I think um, they have enough. I do. What I find extremely difficult to get my head around is they don't want to run into the Bucks. It, it, they they gotta hope the Bucks slip up and they you know face off against someone else in the conference finals. I think Milwaukee's gonna just be overpowering on on in basically every aspect of the game for the Heat. But I do like what the Heat have done. I think that they have a little bit of everything on both sides of the ball to compete with anybody. Um, I think as it sits, I'm concerned with their first-round matchup if it would be with Philly, and I think that would be really tough. I think if they need to make it out of the first round, they need to get to the three seed. They need to play the Pacers or the Nets. In the first round, and I think that's where it's going to take them for the rest of the postseason. Because um, I think they can beat any team in the first round other than the Bucks, and I think the Seventy Sixers would be a really, really tough matchup because they're so good at home. Also, all right. Well, Mike,
0: we appreciate you jumping on the show and talking some hoops with us and breaking down these trades and a lot of the action that happened to the trade deadline. Let our listeners know where they can keep up with you, follow you, at it, and uh, stay up to date with everything you're doing.
5: Sure, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Always a good time talking hoops with you and uh, whatever other guests you always bring on the show. So, a lot of fun, and I really appreciate that. Um, no no you problem. Can give us a follow, yeah, on Twitter at NBA Quick Report. You know, we just like to have fun on there, post a lot of great content from games and. Oh yeah. um, You know, trying to keep everyone updated with information because the NBA is a changing landscape every single day. So just try to have fun with it, and uh, that's what, you know, that's what we like to see. Absolutely. Well, thanks again.
0: Man. I hope to get you back on real soon. Again, everybody go follow him, show him some love on Twitter, and uh, we'll get with you real soon, man. Thanks again.
5: All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: And that was my conversation with Mike Hardy from NBA Quick Report as we go through the trade deadline. And, uh, you know, Tim, NBA trade deadline was fun. It was almost like these teams had a... uh A constant craving, you know, to make I, these uh, deals go through.
2: I like to play that song when I'm in the drive-through. <laughs> Which drive thru Any of them. good
0: one? Oh, uh, like me, it's Taco Bell.
2: I <laughs> imagine your guy would probably get some really good looks if you pulled up to the order window and that was just
0: blaring before you made your order. <laughs> yeah, as long as they remember my fire sauce, will be good. But speaking of fire, get your tap dancing shoes on, Ed. Bush League. Woo!
1: First edition. I off. I off.
0: I off of the- Bush League. Please. That's right, it's Bush League time, and uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I still have no idea where I found that song at or where it's at now. Thank
2: you so <laughs> Bogus is going to gonna do an attempted coup of that of this segment and turn it into a Bogus League. It just doesn't fit, though. <laughs> but, he'll, but he'll call it Bogus League.
0: Oh, no, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah.
1: All
0: right, nevertheless, here we go. It's Bush League. Three clips. And a uh, little note here, I was going to have Tim actually pick the clips this week, and I was going to vote, but Tim didn't want to. Tim likes watching the clips and voting too much, so... We're keeping I, it the way uh, it is.
2: I, I don't want to relinquish any power for fear of a palace coup.
0: Understand. All right, let's check out our very first video, our first clip this week on Bush League. The Golden State Warriors all had a nice laugh as, uh well, this gentleman here went up and it just no dunk was having it. And I, I can't even recognize who that is. Uh, bless Hello. his heart. He tried, though.
2: Number six for the Golden State Warriors, for anyone who wants yeah, to I, I can find – look, give me,
0: give me two seconds here, and oh, I'll yeah. have it, because I don't know the name right off hand. I mean, he,
2: he was probably glad that you can't read the name off his jersey in the clip. Um, I
0: guarantee it. guarantee it.
2: You have got to feel bad when you do a play, on, when you play for Golden State, and the guys on the bench are laughing at you. Like,
0: that was Alan Smalagic.
2: I mean, he just... Spelled uh, like it sounds. His hand just uh, not big enough to hold on to that ball. Uh, no offense to him, but... And not uh,
0: enough elevation either. He only got the bottom of the net. He didn't even get the rim. Yeah, he yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he, wasn't putting
2: that in even if he held on to it. You're right, but...
4: Yeah, um, well... You know what that was? That's Bush. Bush League. You hear me? That
0: was Bush League. All right. Our next one. Our next Bush League nominee this week. LeBron and Anthony Davis. As the ball's tipped, and it bounces, and it just keeps on going. And neither guy grabs it, and it goes out of bounds.
2: No. James is going, Anthony, I thought you had it in your contract that if you, you got those loose, 27 loose balls, you got another $3 million. Oh, but LeBron, well, I th- I th- I, you didn't tell me I was allowed to touch that ball, fool.
0: Well, somebody forgot to touch it, so, but nevertheless, LeBron and A.D., neither guy go for the ball, and everybody at courtside has a laugh. You know what it was?
2: I mean, that is Bush League.
0: That's Bush League. So, and finally,
2: probably, yeah, you can't not laugh at that one. Oh, good.
0: And finally, right mm-hmm. after a turnover from my Minnesota Timberwolves, De- Deandre Hunter for the Hawks, he turns it right back over. He just throws, he throws it to Jordan McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness! Right after that turnover, just popcorn. <laughs> Whoop! Oh hey, here, um, give him a shot at it.
2: Kinda have to assume that he is colorblind, perhaps. And I don't know. He <laughs> just threw it no right to him. Even- <laughs> Yeah, but there's nobody. in it. Okay, there's, the bench isn't behind him, so it's not nope. like he's seeing anything there. It's red and blue for God's sake! Like you couldn't get any more contrasting colors out there. Like that's just like an epic uh, goof.
0: No, wow. no, Tim. Wow. It's actually. Uh, it's it's like bush league. league. Uh, yeah, it's bush league. All right, we got our three nominees. That was ugly. We got our three nominees. Who wins it this week? Well,
2: you know the failed dunk attempt is just so absolutely pathetic that right? it does not it, it does not deserve bush league. Uh, that's a bronze uh, at best. That may be you know what? I'm not even going to an award in a bronze this week. That's a participation medal for that guy right there. Um, oh, poor guy. That second one, I'm going to give. Uh, I'm going to give the uh, bronze to uh, LeBron's ball spot. Um, <laughs> Because that thing, you know, for a guy who's got a hairpiece, you think he'd get one that went a little further back, and he'd cover that part up too. Yeah, you think he'd cover that part up too. Uh, I'm going to give that, that, and I'll give the play the uh, silver medal. I'm going to give the gold this week to uh, that gentleman who obviously doesn't know his teammates very well and maybe isn't even sure what team he's playing for with that pass.
0: Well, there you go. DeAndre Hunter, you are the winner of Bush League. You have won... A all expense paid dinner at Not Morton's That's right, Not Morton's The place where you cannot buy steak It's only Mm -hmm. vegan So enjoy your stay there And uh, make sure you pack uh, a sandwich
2: And a copy of Bobby Blaze's Upcoming erotic fiction
0: Well, who wouldn't want that? All right, And and ladies and gentlemen That this week as Bogus stands up to dance Is Bush League Bush League That's Bushley for this week. And yes, Tim.
2: Do you think, you know, that Boggess either A, like demands silence from his family when Bushley comes on? Or does he like wait and listen to it in the wee hours of the morning and dance like a lonely stripper? um, I think both.
0: both. (laughs) I think both.
2: (laughs) Do you think he thinks he's like uh, in that movie? uh, What was that? That latest J-Lo movie? With the uh,
0: <laughs> You got me. I don't
2: know. It's the one where the strippers are robbing the rich white men of their money. It was up for a whole bunch of Academy Awards and stuff. Yeah, up I, up I, I didn't
0: see it. I didn't watch no, it. No, no, so. I mean,
2: me neither. But I'm thinking Bogus probably could have. I mean, that probably would have, you know, another fifty, sixty million at the box office right there.
0: Maybe, but uh, nevertheless, all right one team that made a lot of moves during the the trade deadline and really acquired some talent and they're playing a lot better this year than anyone thought they would be is the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies did a fantastic job this season and they are really a lot better than anybody thought they'd be, including Rob Fisher who is the Fox sports Grizzlies sideline reporter and he, this is a guy, admittedly, that says, I didn't think they would be this good, and I had a chance to sit down and talk with Rob about what was going on in Memphis and why they're doing so well. Let's hear from him. What do you say, Tim?
2: Oh, roll of the tape, Mitt. Punto.
0: Back with us on Why Men Can't Jump is the Memphis Grizzlies sideline pre- and post-game host, and he is. you can find him on Fox Sports Grizzlies. Rob Fisher. Rob, thanks again for jumping back on the show, talking a little Memphis Grizzlies basketball. You got
6: it. It's a lot of fun to talk about right now.
0: It really is. You know, the Grizzlies kind of came out of nowhere this season. Uh, not a lot of people predicting them to be a playoff team. As it sits right now, they're eighth in the West, one game over five hundred. And they're kind of battling for that last spot, made some some trade deadline moves. We'll talk about the trade deadline in a minute. First, we really need to acknowledge Ja Morant and how good he really is. This guy is playing unbelievable. And uh, at Washington, uh, just the other night as we record, um, he gets his first triple-double. What was it like seeing that with Morant, getting that first triple-double? And what was the reaction from everybody in Memphis?
6: It was... um... Well, I mean, the one thing that we saw from Jaws, what we see a lot, is that he has the ability at his young age, at a very difficult position on the floor, to take games over. I mean, he's been one of the best fourth quarter scorers in all of the NBA throughout the season. And it was a game in Washington in which nothing was really going right for the Grizzlies. They trailed most of the game and really couldn't bite into it. Every time it was like 10 or 12, they'd get it down to two, and then they'd get back to eight, and then they'd get it back down to four, and then they'd get back to 10. And they just never really got in a rhythm offensively. And then in the fourth quarter, Jaw took over, uh, scoring 10 points in the fourth quarter, had three assists, uh, had a number of rebounds in the fourth quarter as well to get his triple-double. And, uh, you know, the guy, it, its it, it was tough to get rid of a couple of guys who have been great leaders for this team and Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill. But I think it was very telling that they were able to do that because their other great leader on this team is this young rookie point guard, John ja Morant. And um, you know, he took over the game, won the game for him. And when he got the triple double, when time expired, it was really neat to see the entire team came out, even the new guys, you know, Jordan bell and Gorgie Jang and justice Winslow, they come out and they're, they're hugging him And, and congratulating him. And then when he got into the locker room, they gave got gave him a water bath, you know, when he got in and sprayed it all over him. And um I think it just goes to show how much his teammates trust in him, believe in him, know that he's kind of the head of the snake and you know, and Ja just takes it and he's got that he's he's got that it factor, man. He he is something special and we watch him on a nightly basis and he does something special on a nightly basis on highlights, but I think the biggest thing to notice is how big of a leader he is for this team and how smart he is of a basketball player and just the trust he has in his teammates and the trust his teammates have in him. It's it's quite remarkable. And you, you look at the greats in the game from any era, uh, you know, today or in years past, and the best players to ever play the game, and we've talked so much about it because of Kobe Bryant here recently, the best players to play the game are the ones who have that, I'm not going to lose mentality and he's got that killer instinct. I'm not going to lose mentality and he's got the talent along with it. And it's, it's special to watch him. It's a thrill every night.
0: Yeah. And he had that at Murray state back when he was in college last year. And you could tell he was going to be a special player and uh, Memphis really got a good one there. Um, You know, he and Dylan Brooks were very outspoken heading into the trade deadline before talking about Andre Iguodala and how he didn't want to play for Memphis, I guess. Um, That was kind of a mutual decision for the team and for Andre. Um, And they were kind of outspoken about what they thought of that. Uh, Can you kind of explain maybe to listeners where they were coming from? Because they seemed frustrated about it, and they wanted to really move on from him and bring guys in that wanted to play.
6: I think it was more a frustration thing of being asked about it. Because, I mean, these guys – you know, Andre's never been in Memphis. I mean, he's never stepped foot in Memphis. Wasn't here on media day. Wasn't here at the beginning of the season. Wasn't here picture day. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been here. So it's, it's, it's been like he's not part of the team. I mean, so being asked about it, you know, it's just time to get it done. And um, you know, I, I think it, it shows the, I find it kind of comical and, and I think it shows the the confidence of this team uh, maybe borderline cockiness, but the confidence they have in each other and the confidence they have as a unit and, and belief in each other that, you know, Hey, he, he wanted, didn't want to be in a rebuilding project. He wanted to be on a playoff team and, and here the Grizzlies are in the eighth spot of the playoffs right now. And, you know, he could have been on this team by getting off his couch, but he didn't want to be here. And, and, you know, Dylan's quote kind of came out wrong. I, you know, I think most of the country saw him just basically saying, I hope it gets over with. And when it does, we'll show him what Memphis is about. Well, the entirety of that quote was, Hey, Andre's a great player. He's had a great career. He's doing what's best for him. And we understand that, but (laughs) you know, we, we want to go on with guys who want to be here and you know, when he's gone, we'll show him what we're all about. And so it it was giving credit to Andre and and really that didn't make the news nationally. Um, But what made the news nationally is the Grizzlies kind of being a cocky young team. And, And and I wouldn't say it's cocky. I think it's a lot of confidence. This team has believed in themselves. And, you know, you ask any one of them to a man when they started to believe that they were going to be better than what the projections showed. And they'll all tell you, they felt it back in early December when they started to come together, when they started to win some games, when they started to really gel as a unit. And there are so many faces and so many young guys that it happened a lot quicker. I think than anybody imagined, I mean, to be over 500 at the All-Star break, to be in the eighth spot of the playoffs at the All-Star break, no one envisioned that. The Vegas number for this team was 26 and a half. They've already gone over that number. Nobody envisioned it. I mean, us covering the team, us who have the Grizzlies' glasses on, we didn't envision this. What we wanted from this team, there were two things. Be competitive, be well, three things. Be competitive, be fun, and at the end of the year, be better. And I think we've gotten all of those – you know, tenfold already here by February, which is remarkable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's look at the trade deadline. The Grizzlies were making moves. Let's start with probably their biggest move. They get Justice Winslow, who is um, you know, he's not gonna fill up a stat sheet, uh, you know, to the max. He's not gonna be one of those elite scorers, but this guy can defend. He's an excellent defender a lottery pick in 2015, what does Justice Winslow bring to Memphis, and what's got everyone excited about Justice Winslow?
6: Well, I think he's young, and, I mean, we saw him opening night, and he put 27 on us. Now, his career seems to have taken off since being moved to the point guard position, and obviously the Grizzlies have job there. But what the Grizzlies have been able to do is De'Anthony Melton being the backup point guard um they can put both John D'Anthony Melton on the floor at the same time they can have John Kyle Anderson on the floor at the same time and all of those guys can bring the ball up the court I, I think what Justice Winslow adds is another guy who can bring the ball up the court can run, kind of run the offense and those guys can play off of him at, at the two guard position and you know I think at times you know job's getting to the point now this early in his career where he's getting 30 minutes or above 30 minutes and you know, you don't want him to have to be in charge of bringing the ball up every single time down the floor and and, and having that and, and, you know, guarding the point guard every single time down the floor defensively. So to have another guy like Winslow who can bring the ball up the floor and Ja can play off guard or to, to be able to guard a bigger point guard, Justice Winslow can do that as well because Melton doesn't have great size either. So, you know, I, I think it's just another guy in the mix that can – you know, who was basically, he was left for nothing in Miami, and he's getting an opportunity to play, and he loves the opportunity. He's friends with Tyus and Grayson, you know, going back to their Duke days, so I think he's comfortable already, and for a guy to be that excited to go from Miami to Memphis, it's it's very refreshing, and I think he looks at it as a true opportunity, and, and hopefully he'll take advantage of it. I, I just think it's another young guy that can handle the ball and can play both ends of the floor, and he can score as well. So um, I I like it a lot. I I think it's just another young piece to this mix for the Grizzlies. And, you know, a guy like Gorgie Jang comes in as well, who the Grizzlies are in need of another big uh, behind Jonas and behind Jaron. They have Brandon Clark, who's more of a four than he is a five. Uh, So to have Jang, I think, really helps at the five position as well to have another guy that can come off the bench and and be there because a lot of teams don't really have a five that can come off the bench. It's just today's NBA. That's not the case. So I think he adds a lot. And uh, Jordan Bell's just a guy that, you know, you take a shot at. Another young guy who he can knock down shots when you need a guy to knock down shots. So uh, I think they added some depth. You know, the one thing you lost is a lot of leadership. And But the one thing you gained is, is even more youth and more guys that can play and can play multiple positions in today's NBA, which is positionless
4: basketball.
0: Yeah, I'm a Wolf fan. So seeing the Grizzlies acquire Jang sorry. and Bell. Oh, <laughs> hey, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Uh, I'm very, very happy with the moves that we made at the trade deadline. So I am not upset at all. Yeah. I am going to miss Jang. Um, I'm not going to miss his contract. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but Gorky's one of those guys, and this is just, you know, as, as a guy who's watched him since he came into the league, he is he is a very, very good um, stretch five. As in, he can knock mm-hmm. down shots. Like, he's a fairly decent – his three-point shooting's gotten so much better. He's shooting almost 38%. He's actually shooting over 38% from three this season. So he's having a pretty solid year and he will go in and battle as the backup for uh, whomever he's backing up. Cause I know he did for towns and he's a, he's a very solid player, very underrated player and uh, an even better human being Jordan bell. Yes. Uh, you know, he's a big body. So, I mean, and getting those guys back with Ty's Jones, I mean, Ty's Jones was a big, uh, they were all buddies from what I can remember in Minnesota. So kind of reuniting there and um, the Grizzlies are, as far as I'm concerned, they got better. You know, they, they got rid of some of those older yeah. guys. And, want, again, you brought it up. Losing veterans is one thing, but sometimes youth is the way to go. Let's look at a few more players here on the Grizzlies. And um, one guy that's really, really got me is kind of a question mark here. Josh Jackson, former fourth overall pick. A lot of people said he yep. would be playing in the uh the g league this year. He's up in Memphis now playing. What have we seen from Josh Jackson since he's made this jump over to Memphis
6: um hasn't i mean he he's getting a little more comfortable each night you know his first night he he was very tentative with the ball. he can defend and and that's great you know if if you defend you can fit in and he can defend. He's very skilled offensively, but, you know, his first couple nights kind of being tentative, wanting to get the other guys involved, didn't really want to do too much. And he's getting more and more comfortable. Now it's a matter of some shots falling for him. He was, he was amazing in the G League. He was the best player on the floor almost every night in, in those matchups and would score 20 on a, every, every given night in the G League just because he was better than anybody on the floor. So now he's just trying to fit into the offense. And, and I think he's doing a much better job. The way that he can get to the basket is, is pretty impressive with his athleticism. Hasn't been able to really knock down the threes just yet, but I think that'll come. It's a matter of kind of figuring out the rest of the year. Is he a guy that's part of your future? Cause he's very young too. And, and it had to be very humbling for him to be in the G league as long as he was for most of the season, for half the season. And now to be back up in the NBA, I mean, he's done everything right. He's been a good teammate. He's good in the locker room. He's good with the media. He's saying all the right things. He's playing hard. He's playing defensively. He's doing that. And so he's getting minutes now, and he's getting more minutes each and every night. And, you know, once he starts to fit in a little bit offensively, is he a guy that can stick and can be part of this young group going forward? And that's something the Grizzlies just need to figure out the rest of the way um you know i think he still has work to do uh if that's going to be the case if he's going to be a guy that's going to be part of this organization going forward he still has some work to do but i think he's at least on the right track of of getting there and you know it it was it was tough for him they made it very clear to him that he was going to have to prove himself in the g league and he was going to have to earn the opportunity and he's earned the opportunity now he's got to take advantage of it and um, and hopefully that'll be the case. You know, I mean, there, there's no doubt the guy's got skill. And his biggest problems have been things away from the court. And hopefully uh, hope, hopefully, those things are figured out and, and he uh, can stay in the straight and narrow. And if he does and, and continues to prove with this team and the dynamic of this team, maybe he's got a future here. If not, he, maybe he's got a future somewhere else. But he's got to take advantage of it because his career was – you know, starting to fall apart and, and hopefully he could take advantage of it and have himself a nice lengthy career, whether it's in Memphis or somewhere else.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Brandon Clark. He's a rookie this year playing pretty good minutes for you guys playing uh, yep. and getting some solid, solid numbers here. 12 points per game uh, as a rookie went to Gonzaga and I'll be the first person to tell you, I trust zero professional basketball players coming out of Gonzaga just my thing, and I can't help it, but Brandon Clarks actually seemed to have found a nice niche in Memphis. What's really his role here in Memphis? How does he fit in with the squad?
6: He is a he's perfect in his role right now a guy that's coming off the bench he's got great athleticism, he's got a knack for the ball and and he's got he's got a floater in the lane pull up jumper that is is lethal. I mean, his shooting percentage is off the charts. I mean, there are nights where, you know, he had a night earlier this year, he was eight for eight. He's got most nights where he's seven for 10, um, four for five. I mean, he's, he's a guy that is going to get you between 10 and 17 just about every night. And, and then rebounding, he can get rebounds. He can get blocked shots. He's a smart kid. He's a smart, he's a smart rookie because he's an older rookie and you know, the Gonzaga thing, I think we're all kind of flustered a little bit going back to Adam Morrison and and wondering what, why wasn't Adam <laughs> Morrison a good guy in the NBA, and and I understand that. But you look at Rui Ichimura and what he's doing in Washington, and you look at Brandon Clark, a guy who, you know, went to school a long time and is an older rookie, um, and Brandon's been great. I mean, I, I think Brandon's been the steal of the draft because each night you can you can just pencil him in. For 10 to 15 points and you know he's had 20 point games he's had a couple of 20 point games he's had numerous 15 point games but he also gets rebounds and gets blocked shots and he just comes in and he's athletic and he can play the four he can play you know a small five if you need to but he's uh he's been great I I think he's been the steal of the draft where the Grizzlies got him and in his role, he is certainly a rotation player in the NBA and a really good rotation player in the NBA. Is he a starter in the NBA? I don't know. Maybe somewhere down the line he might be. But I think at this point, he's perfect in the role that he's in, and that's coming off the bench and spotting Jaron Jackson Jr. and being able to come in, and, and he can stretch the floor by knocking down threes, and he's automatic in the paint and you know getting, getting rebounds and block shots like he does. He's, he's been great for the Grizzlies.
0: Well, you mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr., twenty years old. Um this is a guy who he's he's gonna be twenty one in September. So let that sink in. Like yeah, you know, he's he's gonna be twenty years old <laughs> finishing this year out. And this guy is fantastic. I mean I thought he would be good, I didn't know he would be as good as he's been. Seventeen points per game, five rebounds, uh just forty percent from three from the floor, a block and a half per game, just such a special player with the way he plays. And he kind of embodies that he kind of reminds me of a more athletic Zach Randolph in the ways that he plays a little bit. Um, Can you kind of talk about Jaron Jackson? This is probably, we're going to call this Jaw Morant's team, but let's just say Jackson, I would assume would be the number two punch to Jaw. What do you think of Jaron Jackson?
6: Yeah, I I, I think it's really, those two guys are are the future of your team and, You know, I think the improvement we've seen from Jaron. we we saw how skilled Jaron is last year in his rookie season and his improvement on the offensive end this year. What he does from three is it's mind-blowing because it's not a pretty shot, but it goes in. And, I mean, the percentage he's shooting and and getting multiple threes per game is – it's incredible. When it's open, he knocks it down. And then the game in Washington, you know, he had an advantage in the post, so he went to the post and started knocking down shots. The, the thing that still is the question, not, not a question on Jaron, but the area for growth for Jaron is defense. And with his length and staying out of foul trouble because he takes a lot of bad fouls, that, that's the biggest thing. And he's gotten a lot better as this year's progressed. He blocks shots, blocks a number of shots, and, and, and that's great. A lot of times, though, a little too aggressive and he gets himself into foul trouble. When he does, we see how different the team is with him on the floor and him off the floor. But defensively, he's gotten a lot better. He's got to be a better rebounder. He's got to be a better defender. He's got to know when to foul and when not to foul and, and kind of let guys go at times. And, and he's gotten better, and he's shown a lot of stages this year of being better at that and, and really growing in that area. Uh, he had a double-double in Washington, which kind of went unnoticed because of Jaga getting the triple-double. And that's a huge night for him. When he gets double-digit rebounds, that's huge for him. Because there have been a lot of games this year where Jaren's gotten one, two, or three rebounds. And at that size, there's got to be more activity on the glass, more, a better job of rebounding the basketball. And it's something he's really taken to heart. He really knows that he needs to do better. And, and I think we've seen it uh, a lot in spurts this year of him being better at that. But He improves his defensive game while his offense continues to improve. Yeah, he's going to be a great player. He's going to be a star. And um, I I, I think he's, uh, you know, at 20 years old, it's it's amazing what he can do skill-wise offensively. It's all about what he can do defensively. And the more he can do defensively, the bigger star he's going to be for this team.
0: Well, we go from the twenty-year-old to the twenty-seven-year-old elder statesman of the group, and let's talk about Jonas Valanciunas, um, <laughs> yeah, the the old man of the team, one of them, uh, twenty-seven. It blows my mind. <laughs> I remember when these guys were older than me. Uh, Fourteen <laughs> points per game, basically. Let's call it fifteen, ten and a half rebounds. I mean, no wonder Jared Jackson can't get any rebounds. We got a double-double machine here with Jonas and. You know, since the trade from him coming from Toronto to – not Milwaukee, but Memphis, he has just been tearing it up in a Grizzlies uniform. I always liked him as a player. I hope for his success. He seems like he's found a nice uh, niche in Memphis here. He he didn't have many points against Washington, but had 18 rebounds in the last game, had a double-double before that. Jonas, uh, is this a guy that the Grizzlies are looking at maybe to commit to long-term? He is 27, which is a little older. Um, So that's kind of, I don't know if that's maybe out of their range in terms of, uh, (laughs) you know, want to get young. I know 27, yeah, it's ancient, right? Uh, But he's got uh, a few years left on his deal after this season, two years after this year. Is this a guy that maybe when he's 30, they want to bring back? Or do you think maybe finish out his contract and then we will go from there? If he
6: continues to do what he's doing, I think he's part of the future uh, with this team. And, you know, the biggest question was can he fit in with a team that wants to be pace and space? Can he be a guy that can get up and down the floor? And it was the same question with Marcus All, um, you know, when the Grizzlies had him. Can he be that guy? And, and I think guys like Jonas, or guys like John ja Morant, guys like Tyus Jones have realized get the big fella involved. And he will stay engaged and to have a guy that can clean up the glass like he does on a nightly basis. He's a walking double double, um, you know, and, and he can score 30 on any given night if he's got a mismatch. And you look at the NBA today and there just aren't a lot of centers. And as I said earlier, especially when you go to the bench, there aren't a lot of centers that can match up with Jonas. So to have that guy that can rebound the basketball, to have that guy who's a smart player, who they can find him in pick and roll. And when he's around the basket in the restricted area, he's automatic. Um, He's a guy that has fit in much better than I think anybody even imagined. I mean, this is a guy who was a free agent last year and looking at a Memphis team that was looking to rebuild with a lot of young players and looking to run up and down the floor. And he decided to stay and he thought it would be a good opportunity for him to be a starter and to be a guy that can be a big time contributor on the team. And, and it's panned out. It's been great for him. I mean, the players love him. And the way that the guys find him and get him the ball is great. And to have that big body in the middle to, to get the rebounds that he does is great. You know, Jaron not being a great rebounder yet, as we talked about, Jonas is the guy who can get the rebounds and can clean it up. And he's had, you know, the 18 rebounds is a ridiculous number. He's had over 20 rebounds a couple of times this season. Um, so he's a guy that can really do it. The other night he played Detroit, and it was him and Andre Drummond. And going, you know, it was old school basketball, and both teams scored under 100. Neither team could shoot very well. Grizzlies won that game because Valanchunas was the guy who was the difference maker because he was neck and neck right there with Drummond the entire game. And, you know, so I I think they have found a way to make it work with him there are some nights where maybe the matchup isn't as good because they'll have smaller centers who are going out and spacing the floor and shooting threes and it's tough for Jonas to really leave that area around the basket to go out and defend those guys and so those matchups can be difficult but offensively grizzlies turn that into an advantage for them and defensively on most nights there's at least a guy that Jonas can really match up with at the center position and when it is a guy that goes out and shoots threes, well, they mix things up a little bit, and they'll throw Jaron and Brandon out there, and Jonas may not play as much. But when he's in, he's productive, and uh, the players love him. He's a great guy, and uh, he's he's been great for this team. And, and right now, he's one of the veteran leaders on this team. So um, I, I imagine the future, at least as of now, the future certainly includes Jonas Allen shooters.
0: Just a couple more things I want to bring up. Uh, Dylan Brooks gets the contract extension after the trade deadline goes down. Do you agree or disagree with that? I know he's only making a million. He goes up to $11 after this year. Do you like that signing?
6: I think it was a great deal for both. Well, a great deal for the Grizzlies, even first and foremost, because I think if Dylan would have gone into a free agency because of the way that he's playing, because of his ability to defend – and his scoring ability. I think he could have made 15 year. million. Right. I think he could have made 15 million. And going 15 million or anything above that, I think the Grizzlies may have had to really question if that's the direction they want to go. But getting them at the contract that they got, I think is very beneficial for the Grizzlies. He's a young player as well. He's one of the veterans on this team, another guy who was a little older when he got into the NBA. And because of his ability to score at the two guard position, because of his ability to defend the best players on the other team night in and night out. And maybe they put up their points, but he makes it very difficult on them. I, I think it was a, it was a great move for the Grizzlies to lock him in for the next three years. But, you know, he, he had an amazing January, amazing. to so where you just kept thinking, you know, the money's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you thought, all right, well maybe you just play this out the rest of the year and see what happens. And, but the Grizzlies took the stand of, hey, he's part of what we're doing going forward. We'll give him a three-year deal. And we got it at a deal that I think advantageous for the Grizzlies money-wise with the middle year even being lower when the Grizzlies will be very active or can be very active in free agency. I think it turned out perfect for the Grizz and, and good for Dylan Brooks. He got himself a big contract. He likes this team. He loves being a part of it. He loves his teammates around him. He's become kind of a spokesperson for the team. He really got Memphis fans loving him after the things he was talking about with Iguodala. Uh, you know, he, he's really ingrained himself as part of this, this franchise. And, and I, I think it worked out best for the Grizzlies, and, and hopefully it works out best for Dylan. I mean, this is a guy who's there every night. His rookie year, he played all 82. Last year, he had an injury that took away half his season. This year, he's the only guy on the team that's played every game so far this year. So he's been very durable. Very You can rely on him. And I I think it's a a heck of a move. And if if he continues to improve on the defense, like Jaron, if he continues to improve on the defensive end, he's going to be a hell of a weapon for the team.
0: Last question, and then uh, I'll let you go, Rob. Um, Do you like the moves that Memphis made in the trade deadline? Would you have rather kept a couple of those veterans around, or do you think it was the right move going after guys like Winslow and then getting some – uh, maybe a couple deals that you want to expire here soon, like Gorgie Jane, Jordan Bell, guys like that. Do you like the moves that were made in the offseason? And do you like the waving of Dion Because you guys did acquire Dion Waiters and then waived him.
5: Yeah, I I could
6: I could have gone either way. I, I thought with Jay Crowder and with Solomon Hill, two guys who are on the last year of their contract, two guys who were who embraced their roles with this team entirely they knew where they stood on the team they knew it was a young team they knew that they were brought in to be leaders and they embraced it every time out those were the two that were talking and Jay starting every game that he played um and contributing when he played if there was an opportunity where you felt like you got a good return I understand making the deal as well so I would have been fine keeping him because I think both of them have earned another contract whether it was going to be in Memphis or whether it was going to be somewhere else. And I think Jay's a guy who could really help a playoff team like Miami. And to get Justice Winslow, another young piece, another guy that, you know, I I hate to compare him to Josh Jackson, but a guy that, hey, let's see what you got here. I mean, we know he's very talented, and he could be a very good player for us, could fit in great. I think to lose the leadership is the biggest thing, but Ja has shown what a leader he is on this team. That it's pretty much the keys have been handed to him. I think Gorgie Jang, At least everything I've heard from about him is what a. And you even mentioned it earlier. What an incredible human being he is, and what a great guy he is in the locker room. Grizzlies have been very good getting good locker room guys, basketball IQ guys, and guys who aren't going to disrupt things. So I, I like the moves, and and I think Jordan Bell's another guy. You know, he he's got friends on the team as well. So th- they're guys that are going to fit in and coach and the players make it very easy to fit in because all they do, they bust their asses, play hard. They don't let losses affect them. They really genuinely take it day to day. And they know that their future is very bright. And I think everyone who's been here at least this first half of the season, and you hope the same is for the new guys that come in is that they see that and they see that it's very bright and they see that they work together as a group. I think the waving of Dion Waiters is, you know, it was expected because you don't want to disrupt what this team has. You don't want to disrupt the chemistry that they have. You don't want to disrupt the leadership that they have, and you don't want to disrupt what you have going forward. I think the guys that they brought in play a role, can play a key role on this team. And I don't think you disrupted anything with this team as far as the locker room is concerned, or even on the floor. And And I think that was really important for the Grizzlies. Hey, they're very, they're much further along than what we thought they'd be at this point. And, um, and, and I think guys coming to this team, it's not, you're not going to a rebuild. You're not going to a place where your career is going to die. You're going to a place where if you work hard and you play hard, you're going to be a part of the mix and you're going to get in there. And I think they brought in guys that are going to be able to do that.
0: All right. Well, Rob, thank you so much for jumping on. And we do appreciate it. Uh, by the way, when's wins wrestling night again in Memphis? I always have to bring up wrestling night in Memphis. It's It must be done. <laughs>
6: I don't know. It's got to be coming soon, though. I mean, we uh, had one earlier in the year. we got to have another one coming up soon. I don't know the exact date, though.
1: But, uh, uh-huh.
6: yeah, we got a, we got a big one Wednesday with Portland, and uh, I'm sporting a new, new outfit Wednesday for the big matchup with Portland. Big playoff game, so. It's uh, absolutely. We're, 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 we're excited with what's going. On. It's amazing to be looking at the standings here in February. We never thought we would be.
0: Hey, never say never, and that's exactly what the Grizzlies have done. They've turned it around and they've had a great season so far. And I gotta gotta tell you, rooting for them. A li- if my Wolves can't be there, I'm kind of pulling for Memphis because they've got a lot of former Wolves there. So I'll pull for them. But <laughs> appreciate it, Rob. Appreciate your time jumping on here and talking with us. Let our listeners know where they can keep up with you and find you at.
6: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at TheFishNation, uh, on Instagram, at the Fish Nation, at TheFishNation underscore as well, and uh, do a show called The Odds Couple on Grind City Media where you get all of your podcasts. You can find it uh, there, The Odds Couple. Uh, we're taking a couple of weeks off with football ending, but uh, we'll be on periodically through the off season and during football we're on every week, so uh, check that out as well.
0: All right, sounds good. Thanks again, Rob. Hope to have you back on real soon, my man.
6: Sounds great. Anytime, fellas.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. You got it. And that was my conversation with Rob Fisher. Talking about the Memphis Grizzlies and some of the moves they made. And Tim, you still with me?
2: I'm here, Nate.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm Glad you're still with us. And I'm we're winding down this episode, but we wanted to go ahead and get our official picks in. It's all star weekend, headed your way this upcoming weekend. We're going to pick the events. We're not picking the celebrity game because who in the fuck knows about that? Because we didn't even know who half the celebrities were. So whoever wins the celebrity game, congratulations. All right. We'll start with the Rising Stars game. Team USA versus the world. USA is Miles Bridges from Charlotte, Wendell Carter from Chicago, Devontae Graham from the Hornets, Tyler Hero from the Heat, but he will not play. He's been replaced. Jaron Jackson from the Grizzlies, Ja Morant from the Grizzlies, Kendrick Nunn from the Heat, Eric Pascal from Golden State, Colin Sexton from Cleveland, P.J. Washington from Charlotte, Zion Williamson from the Pelicans, Trey Young from the Hawks. They'll be taking on the world roster. Nikhil Alexander-Walker from New Orleans. DeAndre Ayton from Phoenix. RJ Barrett from the Knicks. Brandon Clark from the Grizzlies. Luka Doncic from the Mavericks. Shea Gilgis-Alexander from Oklahoma City. Rao Hachimura from Washington. Svai Makaluke from Detroit. Josh Akogi from the Wolves. And Mo Wagner from the Wizards. USA or the World? Tim.
2: Oh, I have to take the world, mate. You know this. Well, I'm
0: taking the good old USA.
2: Oh, the USA is probably going to win, but I'm taking the world anyway because I am from the world.
0: You are from the world, indeed. You indeed. are. Indeed. All right, Taco Bell Skills Challenge. Here's the. Here's how it works. You do the dribbling. <laughs> you do the passing. You do the shooting. You do the layup. She hit a three. You win. Pretty much how it goes. So, here's our participants. Bam Adebayo from the Heat, Patrick Beverly from the Clippers, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets, Shea Gilgis Alexander from the Thunder, Chris Middleton from the Bucks. Derrick Rose will not compete; he is injured, but he was listed. He will be. Gilgis Alexander is replacing him. Demontis Sabonis from the Pacers, Pascal Siakam from the Raptors, and Jason Tatum from Boston. Who wins the skills competition, Tim? Yeah. What are the skills again? Passing, shooting, layups, dribbling, oh and um, speed, really. Oh, boy. I don't
2: know. Good Lord. That's a lot to take in in such short
0: notice. Um, it is. Oh, and I've forgotten
2: half the names you've already said.
0: Um, Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Chris Middleton, DeMontis Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum.
2: I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go on uh, I'm not gonna fly over here and say Chris Middleton.
0: Okay. I am gonna take Spencer Dinwiddie. I think Dinwiddie wins this one. So do we'll what, see what diddy happened. diddy
2: dumb diddy do.
0: It's your birthday. I'm gonna let that one slide. All okay. right. <clears throat> Three point shootout. Who wins the three-point shootout? Here are the participants. Davis Bertans from the Wizards. Devontae Graham from the Hornets. Joe Harris from Brooklyn, who's a defending champion. Buddy Heald from Sacramento Kings. Zach Levine from Chicago Bulls. Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. Duncan Robinson from the Miami Heat. Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. Who wins uh, it, Tim? There will be a repeat champion, mate. Joe Harris. Taking Joe Harris, all right. Why? Are, why saying, are
2: all the really good three-point shooters not in the contest?
0: No, these guys actually are. Most of them are pretty good three-point shooters.
2: Yeah, but some of the real good ones aren't. Like what? Is they just don't want Harden in there, or what?
0: <laughs> they just choose not to be in it. I suppose. It's it's by true. invitation, and, and you know so. Oh, so it's uh, by
2: invitation, but we the invitations are kind of.
0: I feel you. I feel you. I'm torn between. There's three guys here that I think are going to be the guys that win it. There's one of three. It's either going to be Damian Lillard, Trey Young, or Zach Levine. Levine is a good three point shooter, but his shot isn't one of those shots where you can get it off quick. And they've got the new uh, four point line this year. And he's in Chicago. This is at you know at Chicago, so he's got home court advantage. But I'm not going with him. I'm going to go with Trey Young. Right. I think Trey Young wins it. I got a uh,
2: I've got a message here, Nate, for a write-in candidate. Okay. Uh, Ed Bogus would like to write in uh, Larry Bird.
0: <laughs> if Larry Bird was in it. That's who I'd pick. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Even now. Even right you know, now. now I
2: don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna go again. Larry Bird no.
0: looking like a seventy year old ant. I would still pick him. <laughs> and by ant I don't mean a small ant packing around leaves. I mean like your Aunt Larry, you know, he looks yeah, like yeah, a middle yeah, aged ant.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I I yeah fair enough. All
0: right. Next and well, we got two more events. We got the slam dunk contest brought to you by AT&T. Your four participants, Pat Connington from the Bucks, Aaron Gordon from the Magic, Dwight Howard from the Lakers, and Derek Jones Jr. from the Heat. Tim, now, who's it going to be? This is a tough one because
2: you can't really judge this by anything that you see during the season because nobody really dunks. Um, exactly. Well, they dunk, but know, not like this. Well, okay, but yeah, but not not that you know, don't know that somebody's got some skills in that area that you don't see during games. Um, yeah. You know, as much as this might sound retarded, uh, I, I I might have to lean towards Dwight Howard in this event.
0: He's won it before.
2: I think you know. Um, I think he might. I think he might surprise some people, and he he might uh, he might go old school on everybody. That, that
0: might be interesting. I, I don't really know.
2: I'll I'll pick Dwight Howard just purely based on because I just don't know.
0: I'm taking Aaron Gordon, the guy who was. Uh, he was the runner up of probably the, the best finals dunks you'll ever see him and Zach Levine put on a show a few years ago and the next year and was hurt. Now he's healthy. So he's healthy.
2: What's the story on props and all that stuff.
0: um, Again, it's, same dunk contest as always, as far as I know. Okay,
2: so he can – because sometimes that plays into it if somebody's just – so, Aaron symbol.
0: Gordon and Derek Jones have both come in second in the dunk contest, where Pat Connington has never been in it. So be interesting. should be fun. Dwight Howard wins right.
2: because he gets the sympathy old man vote.
0: Yeah, he might. All right, here we go. The final, final, final. Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Team LeBron is LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, DeMontis Sabonis. They're taking on Team Giannis, which is Giannis Tacumpo, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimba Walker, Trey Young, Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell in the All-Star Game. I remember the new format. Uh, we went over it. Some people like it. Some people don't. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. Team Giannis, Team LeBron, Tim, who you taking? And we'll wrap this up.
2: Uh, you know, um, I've read a lot about this one, actually, and everybody was like, oh, LeBron, 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 LeBron. Oh, blah, that team stacked. blah, 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 blah. I will take Team Giannis, thanks.
0: Well, I'm going to take Team LeBron. So, gonna, because I gonna, look at them and I'm like, yeah, they look pretty stacked gonna,
2: to me. They look pretty stacked, but I know at least two of them ain't going to be trying very hard. The other guy who can't shoot threes, that, that team's doomed. Could be. Are,
0: I don't know. We'll have to what, wait and see.
2: Be, I mean, there's got to be no defense. Who knows? Or it, I, I, You know what? I fully suspect that that thing's going to be rigged. The, the first quarters games won't be rigged. And the last one is going to be and somebody from the Lakers, which means LeBron is going to get to shoot the winning basket for Toby. You watch
0: possibility, but we'll have to wait and see. And, uh, you know, Tim, it's been your birthday show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's a birthday to make you want to go uh, yeah. about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And before we, uh, before we get out of here and before we, uh, segue to the outro here. I just want to uh, remind you all out there that
1: um, there's Diana looking like some kind of whore. <laughs> oh, oh a little bit of the bubbly. Gummy. <sighs> oh, Gummy. So yeah. Yeah.
2: My coat of many colors. You going to do a point all? Maybe. Not just to confuse people of whether this is a wrestling show or a basketball show or a comedy show,
0: sure, why not?
2: Hey, we are multifaceted here at White Jump. You
0: piece of slime, you- that's right. <laughs> All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We're on the usual sites wherever you download podcasts, we're there. Check us out widemancanjump.com. Follow me at Jump. follow Tim. He's at Tileman68. Wish him a happy birthday. Thanks everybody for listening, Tim. Hope you enjoyed your birthday show. Uh, Since it's your do. birthday, well as done. always, send us home.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now to see if Bogus actually does listen to the very very bitter end of the show. Uh, Bogus, what do you think of those uh, changes in baseball rules? Uh, hit me up on the Twitter. I'm out of here. I got a birthday to go to.
0: Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, TripCamFun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at Facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meats, where you can check them out at StayClassyMeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter at WideJump, and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Men Radio Network.